embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, Epri Curry, and here at Embrace Today, we embrace our today with hope and expectation through the Word of God. This evening, we are going to continue in Esther chapter 6. We'll be reading verses 10 through 14. Again, that's Esther chapter 6, verses 10 through 14. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to last week's episode, it was on Esther 6, 1 through 9. And so this evening, we are going to move forward with Esther 6, verses 10 through 14, and I'll be reading the New International Version. Go at once, the king commanded Haman. Get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. So Haman got the robe and the horse. He robed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Afterward, Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman rushed home with his head covered in grief and told Zeresh's wife and all his friends everything that had happened to him. His adversaries and his wife Zeresh said to him, Since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. While they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried Haman away to the banquet Esther had prepared. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for another opportunity, Lord, for us to come together and delve into your word, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that we have for your Holy Spirit to be able to speak to each and every one of our hearts, God. I pray that as his word goes forth, Lord, that you will give us the boldness, that we will walk in the boldness that you have given us, God, that we will believe what you say about us, God, and that we will walk boldly through this season that you have each and every one of us in, oh God. I pray that we remain humble, God, that we stay focused on you, God, and that we not allow distractions to take us off track. Father, we need you, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you in Christ's name, amen. So when we talk about payback, payback is an act, one one definition of payback, should I say, is an act of revenge or retaliation. So we all can think about payback. I'm sure we can all come back with someone or something that we have wanted to retaliate to. Retaliation is something that comes natural to a lot of us if we're honest with ourselves. Because if we think about it, when someone does something wrong to us or someone that we love, we want to handle it. 
We want to get them back. We want them to feel the pain that we feel. We want them to feel the pain that they have caused our loved one. We want to take control of the situation. Now, if we think about it, retaliation comes easy, but it often has consequences that we're not ready to handle. Some people say, I have nothing to lose. (laughs) And then you have others that have a whole lot to lose. But in that moment, when they feel like they want to retaliate or get revenge on someone, it's like they black out and don't realize everything that they have to lose. You see, if we look at the text in, in Esther where we've been so far, Haman he had felt mistreated, right? He felt mistreated by Mordecai who did not bow down before him. And so because he felt mistreated, he sought to wipe out the whole Jewish community. He had the king side and eat it. He had a date set, a date set for this to happen. And it was on the calendar, but he was so focused on destroying these people that he was so focused on destroying Mordecai that he sought advice from his friends, people that told him what he wanted to hear in order for him to get things done before the set date. Haman, he felt like he was mistreated. So what did he do? He took his ear to be tickled, to be entertained by people that were only going to tell him what he wanted to hear. You see, sometimes it soothes our pain when we surround ourselves with people that's going to give us advice that we want to hear. By people, it soothes our pain when we listen to people telling us, oh, you should do this. And we imagine that pain of the other person and it feels good to us. So much so that some people even surround themselves with a bunch of yes people, regardless of what you are saying you are going to do, regardless of everything that you could lose if you do it, you surround yourself with people that are going to tell you, yes, go ahead and do it. But additionally, we put ourselves in a position of attempting to be God when we do that. So you ask why? Because the Lord reminds us, he reminds us in Romans 12, he says, vengeance is his. Vengeance is not ours. But it further states in Romans 12, it says that if your enemy is hungry or thirsty, give them food or something to drink. So that means that we would treat our enemy the same way that we would treat our friend, the same way that we would treat someone that we don't know. But it's hard for us to do that when we've been hurt. It's hard for us to do that when someone has done something to try to destroy us. It's hard for us to do that. But taking it a step further in Luke 6, this tells us, so we can either give our enemies or give, give, yeah, give our enemies some food or something to drink. But in Luke, it tells us to love our enemies. 
Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. So that said, those gossiping conversations that we have with people about those that have done us wrong should be more like prayers to God for the person that has done us wrong. Should be more like something that we go to God with and talk to him about the person rather than us gossiping about what we can do to get the other person back. It should be questions on how can I bless this person? How am I supposed to love this person, God? Show me how to love this person that hates me. Show me how to love this person that has done me wrong. Those are the conversations that we should be having about our enemies. Now, I'm not going to lie. I know this is what the Bible says, and I know that this is what we are supposed to do. But also, I know that this is not easy. Because when we are hurting and when we are in pain, sometimes that's all we can think about. All we can think about is the hurt because that's all we are feeling. But I've come this morning or this evening to kind of remind us on why we should recognize that payback isn't ours. Payback isn't ours. Yes, they hurt us. Yes, they did it to us. But payback isn't ours. According to the word of God, vengeance is the Lord's. If we can think about the last episode to the last season, it was the title of the message was adjust your focus. When we are attempting to pay someone back, our focus is off. All we're doing is focusing on the person or thing that got us in the situation that we're currently in. The situation that we will remain in if we don't adjust our focus and understand that payback is not ours. But why isn't payback ours? Payback isn't ours because guess what? If we look at verses 10 through 11 in Esther chapter 6, it says, Go at once, the king commanded Haman. Get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. Payback isn't ours because someone else's hate can't hinder our honor. When God wants to honor us, he's going to honor us. Just because someone is hating on us, just because someone hates us, does not mean that we won't be honored by God. So while we are allowing God to handle the payback, we are currently being honored and elevated in ways that we know could not have happened if God was not with us. If we understand that this was the key reversal for them, because remember, the king had signed an edict for the Jews to be wiped out, to be exterminated. But now he has elevated Mordecai, the Jew has elevated him and is honoring him amongst all the people. That's only something that could have been done by the king. God has positioned and placed us in places where we have been elevated and honored and it could only have been him. But if we remain focused on trying to get someone back or what that someone did to us and who they did it with and why they did it, we will not be able to experience and mentally be in the place that God has set us up for. So payback isn't ours. Payback isn't ours. Someone's hate cannot hinder God's honor for us. Someone's hate cannot hinder what God is currently doing in our lives. Someone's hate cannot hinder the elevation that God has given you. 
You see, because while others think they can hold you down and take you out and move you out the way, God is elevating you in ways that you could have never imagined, in ways that no man can ever elevate you. And so while we're focused on the other person, we're focused on the wrong thing. We have to adjust our focus. You see, Haman, he was focused on the wrong thing. He's continually, he, he hated Mordecai so much that he's continually thinking about how he can destroy him. So much so that when the king asks him what should be done for the one he delights to honor, he doesn't even recognize that he's not the only one that the king can honor. Because God is going to honor whom he desires to honor, regardless of who is trying to step in the way. Remember last week, I said your enemy's plans are being disrupted because when God is in control, there's nothing that no one can do to stop the plan that God has for your life. And so where he is leading you, where he has led you and what he has already done, no one can stop the flow. But we have to remain focused. Because remember, Mordecai, he was, he was disturbed. He was bothered that this was happen, going to happen to his people. Mordecai was unaware that the king was planning this great event for him. He was, it was happening behind the scenes. And sometimes when we don't know what's going on and we're not hearing from God constantly and we don't want to, uh, we want to try to figure things out. We don't know what God is already doing and taking care of. So sometimes we find ourselves stepping into God's business when we need to adjust our focus, get back on track so that we can be prepared to be elevated when God arrives. And so hate is not going to hinder God honoring you. Hate is not going to hinder your elevation. People can hate you all they want. They can act like they love you, but really hate you. They can hate you and really act like they hate you. Regardless of what it, what, what it is, payback is the Lord. So don't focus on that. Payback isn't ours to worry about. God got that. Let God do God's job and you do yours. Because if we take our focus off of our assignment, we align ourselves with the enemy's assignment. And so you want to make sure that you stay on assignment so that you can move forward and do what you have been called to do. And yes, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to say that the pain won't be there. But as you continue to allow the Holy Spirit to soothe that pain, as you utilize the different resources that you have in your life, that pain will be soothed by the right thing. And I'm not talking about no temporary fixes. I'm talking about permanent fixes that will allow you to continue to see yourself the way that God sees you, regardless of what someone has done to you or said about you and move forward in the boldness and in the calling that God has for you wherever, however, and whenever he sees fit. Hate can't hinder your elevation. So if we look at verse 12, it reads, afterward, Mordecai returned to the king's gate. So he went back to doing what he was doing. He'd have been elevated and honored by the king, but yet he still went back to doing what he was doing. But Haman, he rushed home with his head covered in grief. So we have to recognize that payback isn't ours because hate is not going to hinder God's honor of us. But then we have to recognize that our honor will cause grief. 
You see, we don't have to do nothing to our enemies because when our enemies see what God is doing for us, they will be ashamed and embarrassed and, you know, they will feel some type of way. But when God is working in your life and you are being blessed and you are being in the and you are in the position to where you are and everyone knows that you could have only been there because of God, people will not like it. And that's payback enough for some people. Some people will not be able to stand the fact that God has called you, that God will use you, that God will allow you to be in places where he has called you to be, that God will allow you to change things on the job, that God will allow you to minister wherever he sees fit, that God is allowing you to do church outside of church, that God is calling you to link with people you should never be linked with because you don't have the qualifications that they have and they don't believe you should be there some people will not like that and it will cause grief and that's punishment enough them having to watch you do the thing that they said you couldn't do them having to watch you be in the place that they don't think you're qualified to be in them having to watch you do things without the credentials that they have but guess what when God honors you When God elevates you, that will be payback enough for your enemies because they will not be able to stand it. People hate to see other people doing good. People hate to see other people doing better than them. People hate to see other people doing what they said they're unqualified to do. But guess what? When you are under God's direction, when you are under God's protection, there is nothing that no one can do to stop what God has for you. And so you don't have to worry about attempting to pay someone back. And I'm not saying you have to walk around all arrogant. All you have to do is continually be humble before the Lord, continually continue to humbly do the work that God has called you to continue to do it. And continue to watch the Lord elevate you and use you and expand your territory. And that will be payback enough. They will hate it. They thought they hated you before. They really going to hate it. But that's what happens when you are not aligned with the Lord. You can't love someone when you're not aligned with the Lord. You can't love them right. You can't love what they're doing for the Lord if you are not aligned right with the Lord. Right? Because if I see that you are walking in your calling and doing what God has called you to do, God is blessing you. If I'm in alignment with the Lord, I'm celebrating you because it's all for the kingdom. It's all for the glory of God. But if I'm getting angry and I'm mad, I need to figure out what's going on on the inside of me that's causing me to be bothered by some kingdom business. Because if I get to that place, that means it's more about me than it is about the Lord. And so we have to get to the place that that we understand God is going to do what he do, regardless of who man, regardless of what they try to plan against you, regardless of what they try to say about you, regardless of who they gather together to try to tell stories about you, regardless of the fact God is going to do what he do for you and he's going to do what he do to them about you. Amen. So we'll conclude with verse 13. It says. And I'll reread the first part. It says, and, and told Zeresh and his wife. So he rushed home and told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, everything that had happened to him. 
his adversaries and his wife Zeresh said to him, since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. So we have to recognize that payback isn't ours because hate is not going to hinder what God will do for us. Our honor is going to cause grief for others. But then our honor will also change others' tunes. You see, before his wife and his little friends, yes, his, his little wife and his little friends, they had this grand plan for him to take Mordecai out. But now that he's told them what the king had him do, they didn't change their tune. They changed it and recognized that this is only the beginning of your downfall, right? You see, when God begins to move you and elevate you and position you and you begin to develop and mature in areas, some people tune about you will change. They will recognize that it's not just you, but it is the God that is in you that is causing you to be able to be where you are, to do what you do, to say what you say, and to be at peace with it all. Some people's tune will change when you are honored. Some people will not be able to, to talk bad about you no more because they are going to see what it is. And so while some people are worrying about getting other people back, we have to be in the position and, and ready to walk in what God is calling us in. We don't have time to worry about paying people back because we're being elevated and we're being positioned and we're being promoted and we're excelling and we're doing all the things that they said that we couldn't do. We're doing everything opposite of what the enemy's plan was and some people don't understand it, but other people are amazed by it and some people will recognize the God in you and they will come to Jesus because of the act through you. So we don't have time to worry about paying somebody back. That's God's job. I don't want to do God's job because you know why? Sometimes I get tired of just doing my job. I get tired of doing my job as a mom. I get tired of doing my job as a wife. Sometimes I get tired of doing my job as an employee. I get tired of those things. Sometimes I feel inadequate trying to do those things. So why do I want to try to be something that I could never be? Right? And although I love being a mom and I love being a wife and I love being an employee, I love being a friend and I love being a daughter and a sister and all the things, sometimes those things get hard. Sometimes they get hard. So if those things get hard for me, how do you think it's going to be with me trying to be God when I know I could never be? I know I can never think like that. I know I can never see like that without the sin that's in my life, right? So because I have sin in my life, I can't. Because I still deal with and struggle with the flesh, how can I try to be this imperfect or this perfect being when I'm so imperfect? So I can't worry about trying to play God and be God and, and, and do all the things God. I'm too busy trying to become more godly rather than becoming God. And so I don't want to have to worry about trying to pay somebody back because that's not my job. I'm trying to stay on the straight and narrow 
of being who God called me to be, to serving those God has called me to serve, to saying the things that God has called me to say, and I struggle with it. So if I struggle with that, I don't want to try to take on a position that I know I can't do. And so I encourage you this week, focus on where God has you. Payback is not yours. It's not mine. And although we might think that it'll feel better, we have to sometimes let it go and let God be God. Sometimes we just have to cut the people off. Sometimes we just have to cut them off, block them on everything. And sometimes blocking them on everything is the best thing for us to do in the moment for, for us not to act outside of God's character. Protect your peace. Know that God is working. Even if you don't hear him, even if you don't see him, God is currently working on your behalf. Vengeance is not ours. It is the Lord. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEPRI on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. Be blessed and embrace, embrace your, your today. today.